0: Hey, guys, it's Jack. Just a quick note before we get to SIP. Uh, maybe you've noticed, but we are now on Spotify. Our, our tech issue has been resolved, so if you're a Spotify listener, you can now search the uh, search the app for the Jack Mitchell Podcast and subscribe there, listen there if you'd like to. We are now also on Pocket Casts as well. Uh, continue. If there's a place you're not finding us, let me know. We're, we're trying to get all the feeds set up for that, but I want you to be able to find it, so when you do, like subscribe uh and you know go ahead and give me good rating if you feel it's justified or or even if you don't so without any further ado let's get to the podcast welcome into the jack mitchell podcast another week another new episode and uh having a blast doing this thanks for tuning in thanks for coming back uh once again hopefully you've you've enjoyed this and without any further ado it's time to get to the show i I've learned over the years that you don't dilly dally around you get to it uh and so i want to introduce my next guest as i always do by uh, by telling a little bit about the intersection of of my life uh and and this guest and 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 our guest today um which you know if you clicked on the link who it is but uh my guest today is somebody that i i had an as an influence uh on me when i was growing up as somebody that i i i read i thought about i was interested in in so many ways as i was growing up uh in the in the 90s in lincoln nebraska um and it turned out later in life uh that he he uh became somebody that i got to know personally which was a huge thrill for me and and you've heard a lot in the last several days about his career you you've heard uh, some much-deserved accolades about his his work at the at the Journal Star um, and, and all of the things that he's done. But I think the thing that has stood out to me about my my next guest, after I had a chance to get to know him, was the way that he treated people. The way that he treated me uh, when I was young and nervous. The way that I've seen him treat now my colleagues, especially when they were young and nervous and that is something that really shone through to me um his in and, and not everybody is like that uh, i i will tell you that not everybody is like that in in the media world or really in in any world but um always approachable kind complimentary um and it was it was something that made a huge difference really helped my confidence when i was young in the media business to have that contact and to have someone who was who was willing and not really afraid to not afraid to be kind or complimentary or any of those things because he was not worried about that impact on himself and and i think that's rarer than it may sound uh, and that's the thing that's really stood out to me but there's all kinds of other things all kinds of stories uh, all kinds of things i want to learn right now so welcome to the podcast Formerly of the Lincoln Journal Star, TBA for the future, Mr. Steve Simple. Mm-hmm. Simple, uh, yes. thanks for yes. thanks for joining me, and and, and I I mean yeah. that I I, mean, I completely mean that I've got all kinds of specific memories that I can back that up with.
1: <laughs> well, listen, Jack, I'm usually a train wreck, so it's not all that hard for me to be humble. Um, and I will tell you this: I'm surprised when I'm here when when I'm hearing you say some of those things because I thought. I mean, you always struck me as a kind of a veteran voice, you know, like I didn't think of you as a young up and comer. I never really did because you're good. You're good at what you do. You had your morning show and it was, uh I mean, it's just really good. So I, it wasn't hard for me to respect you, Jack. <laughs> it was really easy. Uh, so, and you're, you're, I like, you're very opinionated. um, And I, and I think that's why we probably, you know, we probably get along and I was, I was thrilled that you invited me to do this. I think it's a great idea for you to do it,
0: uh, and, I, and I really appreciate it. Yeah, I, but I, I think just to go back to that, though, you know, we're talking 13 years ago. I had been, uh, you know, in, in the radio business for two or three years with really zero actual professional media experience before that. I... I I kind of had some some forays at that point into, you know, my show is little news, little sports, little personality, all of those sorts of things. And that sports media world, probably because of my own building it up, my own idolization of it as I was growing up, seemed to me kind of a, a scary click to me, I, I would say, mm-hmm. um, especially two, three years in the business. And so, you know, for you know, this is when I was doing the show with Bishop. We would go. We had interviews. You might remember on on Thursdays after practice, we would go talk to an assistant coach, and we would kind of yes. hobnob yes. with you and the rest of the media. Uh, and and Bishop knew a lot of you guys, but that was one of the biggest. T- you know, I had conversations with you all of those times, and I think those were those. Uh, you may not have realized it at the time, but that was really meaningful for you to be interested to be to mm-hmm. be kind to not act like i didn't belong not act like i was an idiot because i you know i did get that from people i, I very much did and i was new in that world new in the world of media um and, and i've heard you you do that for other people i mean i've heard that person after person i've seen you do it as i've gotten further into the business and we've had new sports guys go over to practice and they've told me after the fact things mm-hmm. th- things about you and the way that you treated people and and I think you know whether it's you end a career, you end up end a life. Whenever that happens, I really think those are the things that people are going to remember first and foremost. And that's what it is for me. Uh, What's well, nice about your of you now? Yeah, that's
1: nice of you, Jack. Now I will tell you this: some of it is, you know, you you refer to it as a kind of a the sports, the Husker sports, writers, sports media is kind of a scary click. Yeah, um, it's a scary world to get into, kind of. Well, it is for me. I mean, it was was and it is. It's it is. There's a lot of weight attached to it, um, especially when you get to a certain level. So I've never, I've never, Jack, I've never felt really comfortable. I don't really feel comfortable to this day. Um, I it's a it's a sort of a day to day existence in in that world. I mean, you can get cut down really easily beat on a big story, whatever it may be. Um, I live sort of a day to day existence anyway. So I, I just, that's, it's probably just the way I treat people's probably born of that. Mm -hmm. I don't, it is a, I mean, I find it to be very, a, a really, a real challenge. My jobs are, I've always found my job to be very challenging. So it's easy for me to stay humble and not, not, Put myself above someone like you, who I listen to on the radio. And obviously, you're a very good communicator. I mean, you are. You're, you're a very. You have a natural gift. Um, so I never put myself above. You. It wasn't hard um, to communicate with you. I was always interested in your takes. Always am. Still am. But yeah, we're. But I I appreciate what you said about it being sort of a scary click. It it kind of is, especially when you're around the very the very top guys you'd say i guess they're you know it's a hard it's a kind of a hard
0: business well and and for me and uh, i i think certain people have this but for me i really i i would say i'm overly concerned uh about what other people think of me and okay. I, I think yeah. i think a lot of people are that way but you know, mm-hmm. I think sometimes you go around and you look around a room. And you're like, okay, what do they think of me? Do they like? Do they like me? Am I doing the right thing? All of those sorts of things, and you get into you know, for instance, when when I started practicing law, so much of that world I realized after law school, so much of that world is just having experience and knowing what to do and where to go and knowing local custom and and appearing to know what you're doing at that point mm-hmm. and so veering mm-hmm. into some of those those uh the, the world of sports media for me was a little bit of that at the time mm-hmm. where i you mm-hmm. know i wasn't i was a newcomer in there you had a lot of people who had institutional knowledge who knew what they were doing and then add on to the fact that because that was something that i had Uh, aspired to so much being a part of that that Mm -hmm. added another layer of pressure on it for me i I, i'm curious about you though do you find yourself uh, it doesn't strike me that you you do feel this way but i'm curious what you think do you find yourself especially as a member of the media especially somebody who gets constant feedback do you ever Mm -hmm. have to balance sort of that that amount of concern you've got of what other people think of you is is that been a trapping Uh in your life or not
1: Yes, it was early for sure. Um, I'd say it ended twenty-five years ago or so. I mean, but I think at at age thirty in that range, yeah, I I was a little overly concerned about it. I'm fifty-five, Jack. Now, there's people in my family that would tell you I swung a little too far the other way.
0: Uh, (laughs) I'm going that direction. Hey, I'm going that direction too, and I'm forty-five. So this is great. I got I got more to go yet. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think that, I mean, I think you always are,
1: you know, you have, you can't be, you can't go too far the other way. I mean, you have to be concerned about, you know, things like your employer, you know, like, and, and I think I've, I, I've stretched that a little bit at times. And, um, but I, no, I, at this point, I, I mean, nobody would, I don't think you can say the words, I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't, it's not that, right. but I definitely, that's definitely, I've, that's, that's at a much lower rung. And it's a at a pretty low rung at this point. Um You just can't, Jack, and you can't. Now, some of it is with time, you, you come to understand that, you know, people liking you strikes me as sort of like a junior high type conversation. Um, Respect is a much more important word, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So it becomes more about that to me. And, you know, you know how it is. The world is rough now. It's rough, as you know, because you're, um, you know, you pay attention to the world. Mm -hmm. It's rough on social media. It's really rough. People can be. Incredibly mean, but I think what is incredibly mean, I don't mind saying that. I'm I'm always sort of taken aback by the level of vitriol.
0: I bet. Yeah.
1: Um I'll always still I am. I still am. I'm sort of a softy, sort of a well, what do they say on Josh and John's show in on 1620? Um snowflake. A little bit of a snowflake. <laughs> um and I don't um understand that that I don't I don't understand where that comes from necessarily. But I am—I worry more about other people and, and the attacks that you see. How they handle it, I'm okay. I'm okay with it at this point. But it is weird. It's a weird. We've we've entered into the world where. Okay, I'm rambling. The last thing I'm going to say is this. The good news is Jack, is that there's so much of it that I think now it's just like the dog, your neighbor's dog that used to really bark at you and you're kind of fearful of it. And now you just kind of walk by and say, shut the hell up. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, yeah, it's just, kind of, yeah, it's diluted. It's definitely diluted now. Yeah. There's so much of it that it doesn't mean as much. So when a guy or a person attacks you and there's or multiple attacks on Twitter or some sort of message board, it's, it doesn't mean as much anymore because there's so much of it.
0: Do you ever either in the past or, or even still can you get past that need to respond when you think you've been unca- uh, ca- called out unfairly or wrongly or or meanly? Do you feel a need to respond, or did you ever, and has that changed?
1: Yeah, of course you do. We're humans, Jack. Um, of course you feel that sometimes, but it doesn't – you also understand, and you understand, because you're really intelligent, that it, it ultimately leads nowhere. It just – I mean, only – now, I and mean, this is I don't know that it's ever happened or maybe it's happened so few times I don't remember where it was something that was just patently wrong, like like a very personal attack on something that was just not, didn't even occur or a wrongful attack on something I wrote. If it's happened, I can't remember it. Now, I would probably have to respond at that point. But it's never happened, so I don't I don't know exactly how how, how that would go. Now and, and also I don't see a lot. I don't pay attention as as closely as I don't used read the to. Don't comments.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: you don't have to. You don't really have to. Um, I've been told that I probably respond too much, um, but I don't feel like I do a lot of it. I I think Jack, there's a balance because you do want to hear what people have to say. And and we also got to add, I think that there's a lot of great people on social media, Jack, that don't aren't attacking you. Absolutely, just want to just want to have civil discourse, that want to know more about what you're talking about or what I'm writing about. So it's not all bad. It's no. just it just feels like it feels like you know the bad ones get all the attention sometimes.
0: I, I agree. I, I was just curious about that because I've got an, an insatiable desire, as you probably know. What's that? I um, just to to fight back to, to and not to fight Dude, back. Why, why is that, Jack? Argue. Why? Well, number one, because when I believe I'm right, I'm very confident of it. Um, yes, and, and I, believe, I, believe, I mean, and it's the same thing with my wife. Frankly, right? I am. Uh, we, you know, we have a disagreement, and I am the mm-hmm. person who is following her around the house, continuing to argue my point, and continue oh, to make, God. and she's done talking about it, and and she's. Yeah. You know she's not going to talk about it, but I have this thing where where and and people have seen it. I've had actually a few fairly public episodes of this where mm-hmm. I I go and I go and I go and I go and and it's almost like I can't, it's kind of like a war of attrition at some point because I I like arguing <laughs> and okay I, that's I, I, interesting and you combine you combine my enjoyment of arguing with my own wanting to defend myself and wanting to be liked. And it creates, as people have seen, in fact there's a journal star picture that people show all the time where there's a story about me getting in a a tweet battle with the governor's chief of staff and uh, the famous, the 12 part tweet. (laughs) I have 12 part (laughs) tweets for everything. (laughs) You're interesting. You're you're because your your
1: personality is interesting to me because you have that part of you get your very, Oh, Easy, you seem easygoing in a lot of ways, um, easy to talk to, friendly, uh, fair. But I get it. I understand. You're also a dude, <laughs> and and, and uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, and that, that uh, I, yeah, I I have a little bit of that in me too, Jack. I do. Yeah. I mean, I I understand where you're coming from on that. I'm very, I I'd like to say I'm pretty arrogant, um, and I believe I'm. If I write something. I know that it was well thought out. Right. Um, I'll give an example of something that, that, that really angered me. and It's neither here nor there really, but a few weeks ago, I was on with your friends, my friends too, Josh and John on 1620. And I, I said, I think Dylan Rayola, I think it's very possible that he would verbally commit before his junior season at Chandler high school. And, Right away, there was I had in my Twitter people saying that's why Sippel shouldn't talk about recruiting. He knows nothing about it. Why would he? Why would Dylan Rayola verbally commit before the season, before his junior season? That's it that's an, that's idiotic. It just shows Sippel is so out of touch. Maybe he should retire. See, and that's the kind of thing where I knew I knew that it was it was probably coming, um, and it did. Of course, you know I'm not going to go back and find anybody, but.
0: Those I are the would. kind of things. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, you some of it people I know did. this. I would. I that's that's where the, I wish I had some of what you've got there. I don't have that. <laughs> yeah, oh, some of it is. I don't feel like I have time. You do rest of to go search really the about. tweets and that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not a great yeah, search engine. Gonna...
1: You know, yeah. yeah, right now because of, yeah, well, I'm not gonna get into it, but yeah,
0: that those are, yeah, listen,
1: I'm human, I'm human. I, uh, I'm not gonna pretend like everything rolls off. I don't, sure. I, I think that that would be disingenuous.
0: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection
2: and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks.
0: Uh, I, I want to get the, the current news sort of out of the way, and we can talk about the, you know, whole, all but a whole bunch of other stuff. But uh, as probably everybody uh, knows right now, uh, you have finished up your career at at the Lincoln Journal Star. You you wrote a column about it. Um, mm-hmm. you, you've talked some about his social media. Um, it, it, we're going to find out soon what you're doing. But y- you talked about in your column needing another challenge, and and then you said there were mm-hmm. reasons that were maybe not interesting to other people, but. What you know at fifty five in, in in your career right now? What does feeling like you need a ch- another challenge look like for you as compared to where you were five or ten or fifteen years ago? Just a small. I think it's just. I would characterize them
1: as tweaks. I mean, just um, it's a pretty layered conversation, actually, Jack. And I, I mean, I can go to a couple spots. Um. I would say tweaks is a good way to do it. I didn't, I don't want to, I mean, some of this I didn't fully verbalize to everybody, but I don't mind talking about it now. A tweak, like what does that mean? It means probably covering just more football, um, uh, which I'm interested in, in, I just mostly at this point in my career am interested in that. And I will tell you this, Jack. I've never been more interested in covering Nebraska football than I am right now, because I, I think we're it's at a critical point, um, and it's and it's very interesting. All the changes, the world, the world's changing around college football. The world's changing in college football. And Nebraska happens to be in a, at a critical point, and I'm very, very fascinated in that and covering that. Um, some of it is. Oh, kind of concerned. I mean, I got a. I I mean, some of it, Jack is, I just got a very good, good offer. Sure. I mean, sure. and it was hard. Yeah, it was very sure. hard to, but I will say this, I will say this. It was excruciating to leave. I mean, it became excruciating. Like the process was pretty laborious. Um, and the journal star, um, you know, they kind of made it difficult to leave. And the, uh, so and then when you know you you know you 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 work thirty three years at a place um there's a lot you, that you poured into that and it became part of you, you know, and so it's been tough. it was tough seeing the building be ripped down. I'm not saying that had any bearing on my d- decision, but that's where I worked for thirty years. The building downtown, you know there's just a hole <laughs> there's just a hole in the ground now was not there a back and I long, for a while <laughs> <laughs> back of A, a lately it, in didn't that. it? <laughs> so yeah, I, I, um, tweaks. Um, Oh, I'll tell you what tweak, Jack. Yeah. It's like, right. What we're doing right now, there'll be more in my new job of like the video element will be more and, um, probably more, more just talking and a little less writing. And I do, I have evolved in my career where I do like this sort of thing a little bit better, than writing. I mean, in fact, I hate writing. I mean, it, it's, it's a very, it's a love hate relationship. But it's, it's mostly hate. Wait,
0: yeah. I
1: hate writing. Yeah. It's hard for me. It's, I don't know that I want, I just wonder, and it's not like I've pulled people. Um, I wonder how many people just said I really like to write. I, I don't, I don't, it does not come naturally to me at all. I have to put a lot into it. Um, and it's, it's, it was, it became exhausting. And the way the world is now, the way the the way really the journalism world is now, there's a, you have to write a lot. It's kind of a churn and burn now, as opposed to like when, my, okay, Mike Babcock was a huge influence, Jack, and you know yeah, Mike very me well. Too. Yep. You, you read, yeah, you know him and you read him. Now think about Babcock's job in 1988 compared to my job now or my job when I left the journal star, Mike wrote three or four columns a week and he poured a lot into those columns. They were meticulous. Babcock, I wrote, I worked with him, Jack, he could, um, he would spend six, eight hour day on a column, you know, and that, and it showed too, because he, I, I always marveled how meticulous he was with words and, you know, I mean, forget typos. I mean, he's just was a, his sentences were his sentence structure was usually perfect and all that. And that's where it really, where I, I got that part of me from Babcock. Cause I, I would not only read his columns, I would study them. And, and that a lot of, a lot of that came from me. Now that involves a lot. When you do that, when you try to approach your job that way, that's a lot of energy and it takes time. And now what, what's the world become Jack, you pay attention. It's a lot of churn and burn in our, I don't write just four columns a week. I mean, now there's podcasts. Um, there's two minute drill vid videos. There's blog. There's helping right? with yeah. the blog. There's blogs. There's helping with the. There's writing notebooks. Writing, Twitter. You know, going on Twitter. So I was having a little like a. It became a little bit. I felt it compromised what I kind of want to really be.
0: You know. So yeah, I don't know. There's let, that's what I mean by two weeks. But let me ask. But let me ask this question though. You you said you know. Uh, 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 that you you don't you don't or didn't like writing did that take when you were studying babcock articles when you're when you're writing here in in 1990 when you join up in the years after Mm -hmm. did you feel that way then or is it because how the nature of how that job goes that that's pushed you in that direction well
1: okay that's a good question i don't think i'd ever say i enjoyed writing it was a little more tolerable back then and i would say this with and this is where i got to be careful not to sound arrogant the expectations rose at a certain point where i realized that there were, i had a pretty high readership and that then it becomes a situation where you can't you feel like you, you i've put a lot of pressure on myself like i can't really write anything bad you know Because it's it's you know it got pretty good for a stretch of time, and I realized it. And there was and I you know you come to understand that there's a lot of people reading, and some of it, Jack, is no matter who's writing Nebraska football, it's getting read. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was a point where I realized, okay, the Journal Star is expecting quite a bit now. there's a level that I've that I've hit that they're going to expect me to achieve. And then that ran, that kept ramping up the pressure and I'm not running from pressure. Do you see why it's complicated? Um, because I don't know. I just, sometimes I felt like I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't really keep it like I wanted to under the circumstances. Um, and I, and I'm not, and I'm sort of a bear to deal with um, for people. And a lot of it, you know, a lot of it is because I kind of, I need quiet. You know, I need space to be able to do what I do. And that's not easy to achieve in this world. And we have we have a very dysfunctional family, which doesn't help either. But the, uh, I, I um, but I, I, a lot of it is that I, I got to make sure that I am um, that I'm given the craft, the proper time and, base and diligence
0: let me ask this what did you love love about the job if it wasn't the writing ever really. well yeah it's, it's a good
1: question i love sports first of all i mean i'm not i mean i'm not i wouldn't say i'm in love with sports i'm intrigued by it now jack here's what it comes down to Writing the process. No, I don't love it. But when you write something that ends up good, you feel you can tell you, you can tell, really. I mean, it's interesting. It's an interesting. It's probably like a songwriter who goes into the studio and it's like, oh, yeah, that's really I really like that. And there's a lot of columns I've written where I'm like, yeah, that was, that's good. And you can usually tell it's kind of how it's going to go over. There's columns. Now, there are columns you write that you think are really good that don't go over that well either. So it's not it's not a perfect it's right, but you always. have an idea. I know what you're saying. You have yeah, yeah, idea. you have an idea. Yeah, you do a radio show, you do a, a podcast, whatever you get done. You know, you generally know that was good or bad mm-hmm. or yeah. somewhere in between. Absolutely. And I always, and I always felt a lot. Like, Jack, it comes down to a level of satisfaction you feel after you do something well, and that part of writing I did like. I do like. I will continue to like. Um, and then pub- being published in the Journal Star you know, like Babcock was like, a. it was like a dream. It was like a, like I said in the column, I was, I, I had a dream job. I did. I read Babcock. I read Don Walton. I read Hamilton. I read Wally Provost. I read uh, Lee Barfnecht, I read, um, all those guys I grew up reading and studying. And then, you know, then I sort of became that. So it was, uh, that was a that was immense. That is immensely. I talk like I'm dying um, or dead. Um, I'm, That is immensely gratifying. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it is. It has been. Um, but going back to what you were saying early in the conversation, it's never felt easy to me. It doesn't. It still feels that world that you refer to as sort of a scary click. It still feels like that to me a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. I um, I never have felt. Jack, I've never felt comfortable, never, not still don't to this day. There's too many good, good. There's too many good journalists around here that you can't, you can't feel like you're above anybody. I don't, there's too many good ones.
0: It's interesting you know? because there's, a, there's, you know, you kind of it, it become the, the Dean of the room in in some yeah, ways. I and you would, like you would think that with comes, comes with that Nope.
1: No. <laughs> it does not. That's, that's a, it really doesn't. Yeah, it really doesn't to me. I I, I feel very like it's very competitive and like I say, those World Herald, you know, the World Herald writers are very talented individuals. There's other talented individuals. Like I mean, I don't want to start naming too many, but like Christofferson. Yeah. The guys I worked with, Parker, Gabriel and Baz. I mean, yeah, I keep up with everybody. And yeah. um but there's a
0: there's a there's some really there's serious talent
1: in this market because of the, because because this market's going to attract serious talent
0: well it is a little interesting now that you mention that because the difference between sort of your world and my world with that is you are gathered together with your competitors on a nearly the daily basis right yeah, You're sitting at the same time right i I've never met the people who are doing the morning show at KFOR. Like I've never seen them. Is that right? I mean, I don't, right? I don't see them on a daily basis. I don't have that. Yeah. I don't have that daily reminder of mm-hmm. my competition. That probably changes mm-hmm. how you think about it. I would think just because a little bit. Such yeah. Close interaction. Yeah, and you know who the they other are. Part, yeah, yeah,
1: you know who they are. And there's a when you just talk about the entities involved here, the Journal Star and the World Herald. I mean, since I began at the Journal Star in 1990, I've been very cognizant of the competition. Um, I, I mean, Jack, so it's not just Husker football. When I was covering horse racing for the when I would cover horse races for the Journal Star back in the day. Now we're talking about really as a part timer and then maybe early 90s a little bit. When I would go to Exarbin to cover a horse race, they had their beat, They had their turf rider. They call him. They called him Mike Patterson. Yeah, yeah. And and they ha- and it was when you went to cover it when they was when I was assigned to cover something like that, and the World Herald was there. There was a competition. I mean, it, and that competition never. I mean, come on, with the World Herald and the Journal Star and Husker football, it was intense. You know, we didn't want to get beat. They didn't want to get beat and. Um, we had a, we had our fair share of success against them and that helped my career quite a bit. Um But, and that's never gone away. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you're always going to feel that, you know? Yeah. That's why, by the way, a lot of people don't want those things to merge. You know, that's right. been a discussion, Jack, and I don't mind talking about it a little bit. A lot of people I hear from Jack in the community, they don't want it to happen They because, want the competition. They want, want the, yeah, because the competition. In fact, I heard I've heard from some you know, fairly important people that's that have that are adamant that this would not be good for the state. That if mm-hmm. the the Journal Star and the World Herald merge is not good. And I agree. I, don't, I happen to agree. I think that competition, um, in in all aspects, is important.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I wondered about that because all of these. You know, I mean, goodness sakes! You're doing a podcast with Sam now. It's like it's like one of those crossover TV episodes from the '80s when, when all of a sudden, uh, you know, the the girls from the Facts of Life would show up on Silver Spoons or something like that. It's just bizarre. <laughs> roughly like that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, roughly very similar. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, I'm not. Cool. Um, I'm alone. Little- Rougher around the edges than those gals. <laughs> than the girls. Well, you can be Joe from the facts of life. We'll see. Uh, yeah. let, let, let me see, like sip my routine when probably from the time I was probably about nineteen eighty seven, when I know you started doing some writing when I was probably ten years old. We moved to Lincoln 86, um, okay. from, from eighty six. Um from eighty seven to not probably when I was about twelve years old, getting ready for okay. school all the way up till I graduated high school was the same thing every day. Um wake up early in the morning. First thing I always needed to do something to get myself motivated to get out of bed. And so before I took a shower before I did anything, first thing I do go downstairs and uh and, and pick up the Lincoln Star. Uh, we we got we got the Star not the Journal originally. So so get the Lincoln Star yeah. eventually the Lincoln Journal Star during that time period, right? Sit morning down table. at the, the little breakfast table. yep. Sit, uh, get get the get sit down at the little breakfast table. Get myself the the biggest bowl I could find in the house. Uh, poor <laughs> peanut butter crunch. I don't know. I was a cereal connoisseur, uh, whatever, mm-hmm. and just hammer and get the sports page out first. And I'll mm-hmm. tell you what, sip. I did a podcast with Sean Callahan the other day, and he was the same thing. He's in my generation. We read mm-hmm. the entire entire thing, and I and, and mm-hmm. by that I mean all the articles on the front page. Continue on, you know, section B four or whatever like that, and then the inside of page one, which were all the box scores. All the results, mm-hmm. the Al Hawthorne slow-pitch league. Uh, the horses- <laughs> did you read those little write-ups? You read the write-ups? Yes, I read the write-ups yes. of slow-pitch softball yeah. games that happened at Elks yeah. Field. I yes, read that did. entire thing. And and this goes a little bit to what you were talking about. I devoured that all at one time, and then that was it. But I devoured it over a period of, of 20 minutes, okay, the mm-hmm. the entire thing. And then I didn't read sports the rest of the day. For the most part, mm-hmm. I was going to school, I was doing everything else, so the way that we read that has changed similarly in the way that you were talking about sort of the writing process has changed as well Obvi- I'm saying a very obvious thing here, but no, it's interesting though it's not
1: obvious to everybody, Jack. I mean, it's not obvious to a certain age group, uh, arc age group, all that is very and even though it's obvious, I think' it's, it's interesting because I had the same existence, but similar. I love mm-hmm. cereal too. well you know what I would do. Um, as I got a little older, I would find a cafe or a, like a truck stop and just spread it out and, you know, have the eggs, bacon thing and stay there for two hours. Yeah. I mean, I used to, yeah, I mean, I get it. I totally get it. And I appreciate that you did that. And it's very possible those, that Al Hawthorne League that I wrote that because I worked the desk and I wrote, I wrote up those things.
0: It's incredible I, I how worked. many things you guys covered then that are not, that are not covered now. Right, yeah, people along. would be freak. Yeah, people would be freaked out by
1: like the desk world that you don't see. The people who work behind the scenes, and I did that, and it was you talk about pressure. Like it, like you're moving it for eight hours. You're trying to get everything just right and in, you know, in by deadline. Now, don't get me wrong. There's 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 nights where it's a little slow, but always there always was a rush at the end. Because yeah, you know, think about it, Jack our Hawthorne league softball games are getting over at nine thirty. Well, we're here, here comes the call. We, and, and you know, if we have a 10, 15 deadline, it's got to all happen pretty fast, you know, and it's not the only thing you're waiting for. There's right. all kinds of things. So yeah, right. I respect the business and I appreciate what you just said, because it indicates a high level of respect for that, just for that sports section, you know, mm-hmm. which yeah. I still have a sports section sitting here and I don't read it quite like I used to, but, um, but I, I totally understand where you're coming from because I think a lot of people understand where you're coming from. A lot of people did what you do, mm-hmm. what you did, mm-hmm. I did, Sean did. Mm-hmm. I think Jack. I think a lot of people did, mm-hmm. and maybe they still do.
0: See, and I don't. I, I don't now. I, and, you don't do as much. Why? Well, number one, I uh, uh, from the moment I get out of bed to the moment I sit down at my my chair, I'm. I mean I'm reading I'm show prepping though my job just the if I had time in the morning it'd be interesting to see if I if I would do that but you know it's it behooves me because of time to use the internet to um to, to read as much as I can as quickly as I can and and get to the things that I need to to know about and uh and also the you know now my 45-year-old body doesn't respond as well to three bowls of sugary cereal. <laughs> well, you can't do that anymore. No, I, totally I was understand. skinny then, too, Sip. I was skinny <laughs> then, too. I would never do it now, yet I can't. Oh, that's, a, that's another story altogether.
1: Yeah, you can't atta- you can't I totally understand. I if I ate three bowls of cereal, it would require me to take a half day off.
0: I, mean, I-, <laughs> <laughs> I used to we used to go to lunch. We used to go to lunch when I I still can't believe this. When we were in high school I went to Lincoln East and we would you had like open campus when you were a junior and senior. So you could go to restaurants and I would always take three dollars and eighteen cents because like every combo meal in cash, every combo meal was two ninety nine and with the tax it turned out to three eighteen. And we would go, and I would buy, you know, like the Big Mac combo meal at McDonald's with the fries and the Coke, or we'd go to Val's to Go, or Greg's Drive-In, or Amigo's, and I would have this huge, like, every day, right, and now, and then I would go have football practice an hour and a half later, two hours later. It'd be a, <laughs> It's a three-hour nap now. <laughs> After that. Yeah, yeah, that was...
1: That, yeah, I totally understand where you're coming from. <laughs> exactly. but I'd love to hear you say that. Now you know you know how much that you know it brings back a flood of memories, but also just very satisfying to hear someone say that you did that, that you sat down. It was very purposeful, and devoured the sports section. That's why we do it. That's why we did it. That's why you know. That's why that's very gratifying.
0: I've tweeted out the picture a few times, but my room was wallpapered in newspaper in 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 photos and even articles mm-hmm. I don't really know why I posted article picked you know, pl- I remember I think I had I think it was one of Babcock's articles he wrote after the fifth downplay, Colorado and Missouri right he wrote a he wrote a column mm-hmm. after the fifth downplay, sure. and it was being uh, critiquing Bill McCartney and I thought that was such a first of all I hated Colorado but I I, I thought he <laughs> He pointed out the argument of the evil that was Colorado in my mind at the time so much that I put that thing over my bed, and I read it at night. So sip it went to. I, mean, I remember head. I mean, I can remember headlines. Saw, one of these old Twitter accounts the other day posted a, a um, something about I believe it was the 1993 Kansas game when Nebraska got down 17 to zero. Calvin Jones goes nuts uh, in the game, and it was the headline in the Journal Star said uh, KU up 17-0. Then along comes Jones like I can Oh remember, yeah. Uh, Nebraska oh, yeah. beats Colorado on Halloween 1992 and you gives uh CU gives up ghost and 52 to 7. Um I mean I can the the That's 1993 cute. orange bowl it was so with about 18 o's close. So close. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That I mean when I tell you that those that really kind of influenced me and made me want to be a part of that i'm i'm not exaggerating i enveloped myself completely yeah, in that world you which is harder to do harder to do at that point and you've that's... probably been good in that world jack you've probably been good in that world i was the yeah. i was the editor-in-chief of my college newspaper small college but um, I, yeah. I i would argue it i'm not and this is not me tr- i think i'm i don't think i'm great verbally expressing myself uh still to this day it's funny because you said almost the opposite thing a few minutes ago, but I think I'm a better communicator in in mm-hmm. the written format than I am in the verbal format. Well, that's a gift. I mean, that's a gift. Which it's um, more about that I'm not necessarily great verbally, but but I think that's no, I don't, like that's no, no, you're really good verbally. Yeah, that's uh, Yeah, I I'm not saying I'm bad writer. It's just I think
1: good writing is difficult, yeah. um, and Babcock. I think Babcock for me set a real high standard. Not just Babcock, Ken Hamilton too, in a different Hamilton. kind of way. Yeah, Ken was a different sort yeah. of writer, Mr. Sportsman. Yeah, yeah, he was he was a little lighter, um, you know, a little more free wheeling. Um, but yeah, well, I you know, I, I I I totally understand where you're coming from. But yeah, Babcock set a super high standard for me. And you got to understand what like what you said is interesting that you you kept that column Mm -hmm. above your bed now think about it i mean babcock he kept that because it meant something to you and it meant something to you because you knew you trusted babcock that that information was correct and he presented it in the right tone and there's a lot to think about and and babcock trust me trust me i worked with him for years he thought about that stuff i mean it was very important all of it not just not having typos, the presentation, when to write it, how to write it, all that. And he, he, he said he really, really influenced me, as you can tell.
0: I, I want to show you something here. This is a audio pod. The video doesn't go over the podcast. It's just audio. So bear with me, listener. But I'm pulling back on my bookshelf here, a book that I knew was back here and I thought of right before I talked to you. Um, so I had a neighbor. Um, who uh, that I was friends with when I was growing up, probably in about fifth or sixth grade, and we had to do a book report. And I saw that he had this book, and it's it's the Cornhuskers Nebraska football. Okay, um, okay, it's a it's a old one. But I opened it up after I got it from him, and I found this inside of it. And you're not going to be able to read it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna read this to you. There's an inscription. This was not my book. It says, There's a season ticket to all past Husker games for the best mom and dad in the world. Love, Riley Jane, and Ken. I somehow wow. got my hands on a book that Riley Jane and Ken Hamilton had given to their parents for a gift and ended up Oh, that's up in amazing. And then by my hands, and this <laughs> is like my prize novelty possession, this old, old book about Nebraska football. So that yeah, it just, you... It shows you what a dork I was. I, Ken can have it back. Uh, Riley Jane can have it back. If I want it, but. <laughs> no, you're not a dork.
1: I like that. No, I like that part of you. It's not a dorky. I mean, that's a, that stuff I think is very important and it's not dorky. It's, it's, it's endearing.
0: Um, Yeah. It, 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 and it is interesting too, because you've had, you know, you were, you were in, in that generation of, of writers and, and I can name a ton of them. And then, that's completely changed over you know it's it's to some degree it's kind of like me i've been i've had a whole different generations of people that i've worked with on the radio but like everything's turned over completely around you for the most part in terms of your colleagues hasn't it i mean uh there's still you know in
1: in terms of change around me to it yeah to a certain degree um for instance, the two gentlemen that I've talked a lot about, Mike Babcock and Ken, obviously moved on. Mm-hmm. Kurt McKeever was influential yeah. in my life. Yeah. Um, he moved on, but, but but you know, there's Tom Chattel still, still, you know, writing at a very high level. Obviously, um, Dirk chatlin has been around a long, long time. He seems young, but he's been around for quite some time. Sam McEwen, same way. So, to a certain extent, yeah. yeah now, I we have we have cycled through some guys. I would say the guys I've worked with most recently at the Journal Star, two, two, the two I worked most closely with, Brian Christopherson and Parker Gabriel. So Brian's still working in the market. Parker just moved on. But those guys were really influential too, in in mm-hmm. different sort of ways. But very influential. And and again, going back to what you said before, yeah, I guess I'm an, like an elder <laughs> in that world. Yeah. But I never felt like it around those guys. Those guys are exact. Those guys, Brian Christopherson and Parker, were sort of intimidating to me in different ways. Brian, because he's a marvelous writer, like a crazy good writer. Um, I always felt like he could go to like Esquire or something like that and be just fine. Parker is the absolute best reporter I've ever been around in any. I mean, Parker, Gabriel, who's now working at USA Today, just started last week or two Mm -hmm. weeks ago covering the Broncos for USA Today. Um, I'd never been around. I thought he should be running a company like Exxon or something. He's that he's brilliant. He's very good with people. He's very organized. He writes like Jack. We would come back from a practice and I would go to the break when we were still at the journal store, I'd go to the break room and get a pop or something. And I'd come back and Parker would be done with his story. I mean, he was just, he was incredibly fast, you know, he'd be done with his first story and then he'd write two more before I get done with my column, you know, it was just mm-hmm. sort of silly in some ways, but yeah, I've worked with some guys and again, this market draws them. I mean, Parker went on to USA today for a reason cause he, and he will keep moving. He will not, yeah. he will be a, a, a high level writer for a long time if he chooses to be. Well, it's good news for the market, <laughs> you know, that it, that it's a Yeah, It's a good market. Yeah. Yeah. Think about Dirk Chatland. Think about the level of rider he is. Yeah. I mean that that those guys are good. I mean, it's a they're good man yeah. they're good. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy
0: Sandwich. But you're the o fish sandwich all day. That crispy
2: fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.
1: And if you love the Filet-O-Fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary.
2: Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.
0: I, I, I want to I, I ask you about a, a, a colleague and just not... Uh, just your own sort of the experience and everything, um, and and it's a weird place to go. But the, the Brian Rosenthal thing, and I don't, you don't need to talk about mm-hmm. anything there. But how I can't imagine responding to that emotionally and thinking about it and knowing what to do when all of that is mm-hmm. coming out and being reported in, in your own newspaper and everything with that it's a it's a really tough question but what was that what was that like well i'll tell you what it's
1: like um the way i have i don't mind saying this i mean you're asking me this is a tough question but i just don't the way i've dealt with this i just don't deal with it i don't people ask me what's going on where's where's the case going now i don't know i i don't i just have chosen to not deal with it um and that's and maybe that'll change at some point. I don't, you know, Jack, I, I would tell you this I don't even know the full story. I don't, I really don't. I didn't, I haven't kept up on it. Um, I worked with Brian for years. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so you don't, I, I don't even know what to say. I, it was just, it's the gravity of it is, the magnitude of it is such that it's hard to get your mind around, right? Yeah, so I haven't thought about it um, because you don't I do I don't, you, I don't I mean, mind you. Yeah, I don't mind you asking me about it. don't t- don't take that
0: wrong. Please don't take that wrong. No, it's I don't. I don't.
1: Fair. it's Yeah, it's perfectly fair to ask me
0: about because it. I think we all wonder. Uh, I mean, we all because I think to some degree, you know, it's it's less or so, but you've got a relationship with somebody that you followed and you've read and then all of this happens. You're like, what do I think that's got to grow exponentially when it's your colleague for years? And, and yeah. how you sort of balance all of the feelings that you've got about it. And and maybe that right. is just say, I can't, I can't handle knowing or or seeking knowledge about what's going on with this.
1: Well, and it's, some of it is that, and, and you know, you know, this because you've you're 45 and you've been around the, you work with people, but that doesn't mean you know everything about them and yeah. that you don't know. There's just no way. And people, I believe are enormously complicated. A lot of people are anyway. And I didn't, I didn't know that part of Brian. I didn't, I never, I never, I would say Brian's a complicated individual um, having worked with him. And, you know, when I say complicated, there's a lot of great parts. Of, there's a great things about Brian, but that part of him, I just was, just unfamiliar with, yeah. you know,
0: yeah.
1: and I, there's, there's a lot of parts of me that people are unfamiliar with It's just, you know, it is what it is. It, we know people on a certain level. Right. Um, and I didn't know him on that level. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm not, yeah, I don't mind saying I'm not interested in it. I mean, it's, it, it happened and now it's, it's going to go where it has to go. Yeah.
0: Let me ask you about how how much more important have sources become, in your job now, and I, I know your job has evolved just in what you've been asked to do, but to me, one of the reasons I seek you out now, as opposed to perhaps why I did in 1993, is because I'm pretty sure you know something that almost no one else knows, and, <laughs> and th- that's, I didn't necess- that's not necessarily why I liked you and or followed you or read mm-hmm. you in 1990. I was reading the writing and and mm-hmm. reading the reporting. But now it feels like that is a part of your your brand. It, 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 has that naturally progressed? Has that changed, or has that always been something for you? No, it, it, it
1: evolved. Um, you know, when you're around a long time, you just naturally develop sources. Um, Parker was always sort of amazed that when there was stuff brewing, people would, I mean, the sources I should have probably been calling were calling.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Man, so, and he was crazy.
1: always a little, yeah. He was always a little taken aback by that. Um, but I, but that just that 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 happened over time. It wasn't like that in 1995. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah. But uh, again, Jack, that's where see. That's why you know when I keep saying it, I've never felt comfortable. Um, I still don't feel that comfortable with that part of it. I mean, there's always challenges that way and if only because the the principles change in these conversations trev alberts i didn't have a relationship with trev alberts i had a great relationship with trev alberts up until he became the ad at uno and then for 11 years i had no real reason to talk to him you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. we had a really good relationship prior but you know I, i don't there's a lot i still haven't really caught up with him that much um, so the principles change, obviously the coaches have changed here quite yeah. a bit over the years. Uh, so that, that keeps you sort of on your toes. Um, but that, but that part of it, Jack, like the sources that are so important, you have to continue to cultivate. And I never feel like I've done a perfect job of that. Um, so but yeah, is that something
0: you do intentionally though, whether it's perfect or not is that something that's intentional important for you as a part of a job is continuing to cultivate those relationships
1: yeah without you know you know there's a fine line right where people just feel like you're just using them um but what you find out jack is a lot of people that you that are, you're talking to are just as interested in you as in what's going on And they find out things from people who are interested. So we're all pretty interested. So we have that commonality. Um, And I know a lot of the people. Um, But still, sometimes I'm dealing with sources I don't know all that well. I mean, I know them fairly well. They know who I am. I know who they are. Um, So I don't know. It's kind of a – it's tricky. I'd say it's tricky. And, And, Jack, I don't do as much as that as I used to because of the nature of my position became more about being a columnist and less about being a reporter. And That's, that really happened. That really happened in 07. So, and then I'd say when, when part, when Brian Christopherson was the beat writer, um, he got good enough and he was sourced up enough that I, that I could kind of back off on reporting. Parker Parker came in blazing and I'd, he was here four and a half years. And I'd say for the first year, I had to do a lot of help in the reporting arena. But as he, um, as Parker progressed, I could, I could back off that um, and let him do most of the reporting, or if, if not all of the reporting. And then I could just settle in as a columnist more.
0: How much has the existence of local sports radio, obviously it's impacted you, you do it now, how much mm-hmm. is the existence, though, of local sports radio has changed the sports writers' jobs, celebrity status, uh, you know, the the way you've got to disseminate? Because that's where, you know, I, I, I read you guys, but that's where I get to know you in a different way than I did before, is when you guys are doing mm-hmm. radio hits. And you did radio hits with, with John and me back 10, 11, 12 years back ago. Back in the day, yeah. And, 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 well, and and that's you know I I know I know of all these guys I know their voices now in a, in mm-hmm. a way that I wouldn't have before. How how does that impacted the the print world? Quite a bit. Um, I don't stop and think about
1: that, that's why these sorts of things I like doing them. I don't stop and think about that, but and I didn't for a long time. But it does. It, it does. It's interesting too. It's interesting too, the way that okay. I know people don't think about journalism and sports writing like we, like we do, but there was a time where it was a little tough for me because I was a beat writer, Jack, till 2007. So from 1995, when I say beat writer, you're pretty much concentrated on breaking news and your opinion isn't, you don't really have an opinion or you're not kind of, you're, you weren't supposed to. Right. And I, and I, and I heard that from a columnist one time who who said this to another person about me, that he doesn't have an opinion. He's not supposed to have an opinion, but I was pretty opinionated. So that, that it definitely evolved that way. And now it's evolved to a point where I think the beat writers do have opinions that they share. I think some are more careful than others about sharing them because of the nature of their work. Now, as a columnist, I've become unfettered. I don't, I don't, I can share whatever the hell I wanted to say now, right. basically. Um, so that, that part of it is interesting. And I do think it's, um, I think the, what you said, you know, people know you a little bit more. They know Brian Christopherson more. They got to know Parker Gabriel quickly because he's good on the radio. I mean, he's Parker's really good on the radio. And so the guys that do it really well, I think it's um, it does help. Mike Brunt's is really good on the radio. I, I hate doing this because I leave out. No, you people. forget people. But no, they're
0: all. It's a great. People got to know
1: Baz. You know, Baz is Baz super is, they're funny. They're hilarious.
0: I I like them all. I yeah. I I I mean, yeah. it, it's funny because just the 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 mutual reliance between those two industries, which is relatively yeah. new, but man, it is something that is really a thing. It's absolutely a thing. It is a thing it's for me a news radio too i bring in joe jordan from news channel nebraska on 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 my show on tuesdays um and, and he's a reporter he's an investigative reporter does a great job but man he's good on radio too right and, mm-hmm. and and he's done all sorts of writing it's just a medium that you guys didn't have and and you do not. It, let me give you an example sip i will you know when i when i hear you're 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 going to be on on a show I, mm-hmm. uh, one of the reasons I I tune in is because I know there's always a chance somebody's going to ask you the right question, and mm-hmm. even if the story hasn't been out there or you haven't tweeted no. it or said yeah. it, that you're just going to answer yeah. it, and I'm going to know yeah. that you know something. Yeah, this is trouble. I I got to get my I got to be careful with that sometimes. But yeah, I get I get what you're saying. I'm a little loose with that, maybe looser than well, I should But that makes you a good – I mean that that's why you're – part of the reason you're a good radio guest and radio host too. Yeah. Well, thank you for saying that. I love doing it, and I think
1: that a lot of guys like it. It's sort of fun to do. It's easier than – Jack, it, it is easier for me than writing, obviously. Um, and here's what, what it comes down to. As you were asking your questions, I thought about this. I think some of it, like I enjoy doing this. This has gone really quickly because we have a lot of the same type of thought processes. We're enthusiastic about what we do. You, you obviously, you know, a lot, you know, a lot about a lot of things and your, I think your energy and your interest, it makes me more energetic and interested. People ask me a lot. Why do you do all these things? Why, why do you go on so many radio shows? Yeah. You say yes. Um, well, <laughs> a lot of the reason is is because of what I just said. Because I'm in, I'm very interested in what you have to say. I'm interested in the questions. I think we're a lot of the people in our line of work are are fairly similar in a lot of ways. We're in it because we're naturally we're naturally intrigued. We're naturally interested people. We're naturally um, there's a <laughs> I hate it when this happens to me. We're curious people. You know, I, I was, I, Jack, I was sort of curious to get to know you better today. I mean, you're someone who's pretty important. You're very important in this market. And I thought that just that reason alone, I thought was, would be good for me to do this, you know? Oh. And I didn't know that about you, by the way, that you were very argumentative. I did not necessarily know that I've caught it on Twitter to a certain degree.
0: Sometimes I think, ah, Jack's just having fun. I didn't know no, it <laughs> uh,
1: wasn't about <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't walk away from from arguments. I think I should win. Very. I should. I, I like I, that about you. Yeah, I like that. I like that flaw in your person. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, we're we're about out of time. I, I, I wanted. To, by the way, did you really almost go on to work on a fishing boat in Alaska?
1: Oh yeah, I had a hard time as a young young reporter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I. Now, also, there were journals, there, there, the Journal Star, when when it was merging, there were some layoffs too that I was concerned about back back then. But yeah, I, w- I definitely got a big pamphlet, Jack. It was a big pamphlet. It wasn't a little pamphlet. It was very, very, uh, it was very, uh, um, I don't know, elaborate. If you're going to enter that world, it was fairly elaborate. And I made calls, um, up to a, Alaska, I was getting ready. You know, I was getting my truck ready, the whole thing, because um, I because I got the wrong team winning in a state championship game, but it wasn't just that. I had just got off to sort of a rocky start, and and yeah, that and UPS, UPS, UPS but the, yeah. yeah, UPS. But the the I'll never forget it. The, I'd worked at the Journal Star. I'd written enough articles that he knew the name, and I'll never forget the guy looking at me and say. You're not gonna load trucks. You're gonna be a sports writer. Um, that's what you need to do. Um, you're. A, he's, he, I, I remember what he said. And I didn't love it at the time. He said you're a good little sports writer, and that's and that's what you need to do. And I thought ah, that's interesting. Okay, all right. Well, you're not gonna hire me. I guess I'll go back to the journal. It, you know, Dave Wolfarth was my boss, and he had a lot of patience, and uh, he stuck with it. And I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Wow.
0: Yeah, well, had you even had you left Nebraska at that point? I know you went to college here. Had you been in Nebraska? Okay, so year? no, yeah, I, I went.
1: I went to no. I never left. I never left. I went to Grand Island. I worked at the Journal Star as a part timer from eighty seven to right. October of ninety. Then I went to the Grand Island Independent for six months, and they the Journal Star hired me back. Um, and that and that's where I've been so since since October of ninety I've been at the. Trill
0: that's Street. funny. I did one of these. With I the,
1: was at the Journal Star. I'm not. I'm not at the Journal right. store I was at the Journal
0: story. That's funny. I did. I did one of these with El Kent Walgamot a few weeks ago, which was amazing. The the El Kent Walgamot yeah. one, but he had yeah, a, a similar a story. He had a similar story where he went away and he was like, "We'll hire you eventually," and the, and he came back and they hired him. I think. Yeah, it was I, went, I think I think he went to Grand Island too. Yeah, I think it was great. Yeah, there Island. was a. There was a grand like
1: Jeff Corbelech. People remember that name, obviously. He went to Grand Island. Um, I went to Grand Island. l Kent went to Grand Island. There's probably a few more actually.
0: It's like the, so uh, yeah, it's like the Omaha Royals to the Lincoln Journal Star's Kansas City Royals. <laughs> yeah, and I
1: yeah I enjoyed that time in Grand Island. Um and, but it was it was
0: probably Grand Island was probably ready to get rid of me too. So it was it was. A, uh, I came back here and. No. last oh, by the way I wish Corbel you know what's funny uh, Corbellet you mentioned Corbelic I used to have him on my show all the time too to talk about restaurants and stuff but he was he oh, was yeah. when, when I started it's another one of those beats that doesn't exist anymore though he did media reporting and he would have articles every week on what was happening in TV and radio and this is in the mm-hmm. first years that I'm doing my job I mean that Lasted maybe about till 2010, 2011, and and that wasn't a, really a part of his job. After that, and I'm like, God, I wish he was still around because now I would get potentially good articles written about me by him instead of them. <laughs> Whereas this, you yeah. know, this new guy, they're eighth in the ratings. You know, they're all of these I'm like, bring back yeah. the media yeah. reporter now. <laughs> yeah, where
1: is yeah. it? Yeah, he, uh, it's interesting. We haven't had yeah. We the Journal Star hadn't had that for some time now.
0: Yeah, Wilson every every Jeff week Lennon. there was a story on, you know, per- personalities, radio, TV. He all we always had a meeting with him about the ratings after they came out. It was that mm-hmm. was fascinating uh with that whole yeah. thing. Uh, I'm I'm going to let you go. By the way, the word precocious. I've never heard you anyone use the word precocious as much as you do. That's like you're... Well,
1: here's, a, here's why. It applies because you know when you cover college football, you are dealing with that a lot. And there and there's some guys that just seem the the way they adapt to the that college football world and the not only with their physical attributes but just the way they handle the whole thing mentally emotionally et cetera it, it, it the word comes up a lot because there are certain guys like that that come along you know they're just precocious like <laughs> d'angelo Evans, i i know I used it with him um <laughs> he just he just d'angelo seemed like a a a man when he hit campus you know yeah. he was precocious
0: yeah. You know? Um, sip. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go. Um, we'll I'll look. For, okay. By the way, when are we gonna hear? When are we gonna hear something from you on what's next? Oh, you June one. You that? Okay,
1: June. Yeah, 1st. June one. Yeah, so a few weeks um from now you'll know. It, um, and it, yeah, it, I don't want to say much until then, but yeah, June one. June. Okay. 1.
0: We we will we will look for that. Uh, I want to thank you for doing this. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I know there's a lot of. Retrospective and talk, but I want to reiterate what I said at the beginning. And and you got into it more during the interview. And your interest in people, um, mm-hmm. your is is really refreshing. It's really refreshing in this world. And I think that the the way that you've treated me as a byproduct of that over the years, in the way that you've treated a whole bunch of other people, whether it be colleagues, whether it be people, I'm sure people, just in your own life, it's it's really refreshing. And and above everything else i think that's what i'll remember about um uh about about, again not like you're dead but but what i no, i understand when when i when i think about when i think about you and why uh and something i wanted to tell you tell you in person too. thank you jack um, that's nice yeah it's really nice yeah absolutely very good all right sip uh best of luck i can't wait to see what's next thanks for doing this we'll talk again sometime all right jack have a good day i appreciate that